0: Log Talk
1: Radio Hey what up Q What up Radio World huh. We got something to move
0: tonight and we start the whole do thing go thing though LB Move We're not out Let's go I am the greatest Go play intramurals, brother But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win.
2: Um, do you have any questions? I got a question. You got any excuses tonight, Roy? Playoffs?
0: What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game we dogs. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. You like
1: that? You like that? What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to another edition of Zone Coverage on the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we'll hit a few topics. Um, Is Colin Kaepernick being blackballed from the league? We'll talk about that. Kevin Durant and his reception at OKC. Um, Rajon Rondo is he being petty? And NBA players, you know, coaches resting their players. We'll get into that. Maybe a little March Madness talk. But first, uh, let me explain how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q, radio show number 687 out of 750 starts right after a word from one of my supporters. From a pimp's perspective, featuring Eminem. Make sure you're
2: tuning in live Exclusively on the Crystal Show.
1: What up, Chris?
2: What up, Radio World? It's your boy Eminem, aka My Mind. Yeah, money maker, the whole breaker. Yeah, Mister, she get laid, I get paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad, sweetie. I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar, don't think too hard. There's always Mother makes credit card. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp's perspective. Mm, give it to me, daddy.
1: My thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being a supporter of T2Q and zone coverage. Check out a Pimp's Perspective at thecrystalshow.com or search on YouTube for a Pimp's Perspective. 347-202-0215 is the number on zone coverage. Talking sports from the couch. Go to the phone lines and welcome on my man Buck from Pensacola. What's happening, man?
0: What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening?
1: Doing well, bro. How you doing?
0: Fantastic. Enjoying this summer-like weather now that we got in the spring. We just skipped spring with summer. 88 degrees. Set the record here in Pensacola today.
1: Craziness, man. I know, right? Craziness. So, um, uh, why don't you go ahead and start off with a little NASCAR news. Uh, interesting race this
0: weekend, um somebody who hadn't won in
1: 127
0: tries, Ryan Newman fooled around and won the race. And it's actually his first race win for Richard Childress. So I mean, since he joined Richard Childress. So a few years ago, back in 2013, I think is when he joined. So congratulations to him. They won on a little bit of pitch strategy, um, stayed out, didn't get any tires or fuel in Phoenix, and fooled around and pulled it off. The first win for Chevrolet this year, um, which everybody, you know, if you're a Chevy fan, we're real happy with it since the fours and the Toyotas look like they dominate this year. But um, also in the Xfinity series this weekend we had a little bit of drama. Um Austin Dillon driving the number two uh decided to run into cold cluster after cold cluster um he lost his car. He admitted he made a mistake, lost the car, drove it in too deep and hit Austin, but Austin didn't like it and uh, Austin went around on the on the um caution lap ran this ran this guy completely into the wall and uh, NASCAR quickly and promptly pulled Austin Dillon off the racetrack and called his spotter and, um, spotter and his crew chief to the NASCAR holler for a little bit of uh, scolding there. No fines or anything have been uh, set. But uh, this is the second week in a row either in the Monster Engine Cup series or in the Xfinity Series, there's, you know, a couple of drivers have been getting after it, you know, the fight the week before, and then you got two guys running cars into each other on the on a caution. So you know, I think things are heating up, you know, with these with these stages and things of that nature. Guys are running harder and motion's running high trying to get them points. So I mean, it may be good for ratings. I know I know one driver in particular, um, caliped he really shouldn't be saying anything since he only won eight races his entire career. Kinda of soft compared to his dad and his grandfather. But um Kyle Petty said it's bad for the sport, but I don't think so. I think it's good for the sport. Um, and, it, you know, Kyle should Kyle should know. Maybe he would have had a little bit, if he was a little bit more aggressive, he would have won more than eight races. That rascal only had, Kyle Petty's record, since I'm talking about him, that rascal only had eight wins and 52 top fives and 113 top tens. And that's kind of weak compared to his dad's 207 championships and his grandfather. I think he won 50 races, and he won three or four championships himself. So, Kyle, before you open that mouth, you might want to look at your record first because you let somebody that don't have anything to do with racing and no, no Ken And Tom Petty, my man had 42 platinum, 42-time 42 platinum records and 16 goals, one silver. That's way better than <laughs> eight wins, 52 top top five, and 113 top ten. So, Kyle, don't be don't don't say things that you, you don't have anything to back it up with, because you ain't got much to back up with only eight wins. So, I think it's good for the sport, because if we look back on the probably the most famous fight of all sports it was in the first Daytona 500 that was televised televised in 1979 when Carol Yarborough. Got in a fight with, I can't remember who he got in a fight with now. One of them Allison boys, I believe. And that spearheaded NASCAR to be one of the top spectator sports in America for a little while. So I think fighting is good for the sport. That's what the damn sport's based on. So make sure you, you know, look at your history first there, Kyle. But that's all on NASCAR this week. We're going to talk about them going to California this week. They're going out there to race for that third and final race on the West Coast wing and see how these guys do in California.
1: All right, cool. Appreciate that, man. And let me go ahead and bring on Ray out there in the Garden State of New Jersey. What's up, Ray? Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, bro? How y'all doing tonight? What's up, Ray? Doing pretty well. How you doing? All right, pretty good. All right, cool. I want to start off with this uh, Colin Kaepernick thing, man. Uh, you know, he took a stance against racial equality last season. And it appears that it may be costing him now. Um, a lot of people are upset that he chose not to stand for the national anthem. Instead, he, he decided to kneel. And he said he wouldn't stand until changes were made within the police departments across the country for the um, better treatment of minorities. Now, from what I understand, he's changed his stance since that. But, you know, has the damage already been done and now the 32-team may be blackballing him? And, Buck, I'll start with you on this first. I mean, uh, do you think he's being blackballed, first of all, for what he did last year? I think that's some of that. I mean, I, I mean, you definitely can see it. I mean,
0: you can see, I don't know if you follow Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, There's, a, you know, there's a lot of people that have, you know, been against him you know, since all of this. Um, has started with him, you know, kneeling during the National Anthem. But I think that's that's part of it. But I think the other part of it is just his inconsistent play um, and him in his contract situation, you know, opting in, opting out, changing this, changing that. I think all three of them together, but probably more so the, you know, not standing during the National Anthem also. But I think it's a, a – I think it's a – really a combination of all three because his play has dropped off so much since, you know, he went to the uh, NFC Championship game. But there's been a lot of, you know, in his defense, there's been a lot of changes too as far as offensive coordinators and things of that nature, putting him on the bench, taking him off the bench. And I think his it's kind of digressed his place on So, you know, I think a team would be real good to have him on the on there now since he's standing again and all that. I think
2: mm-hmm.
0: he, I think he's still starting this league. But uh I think people are sleeping on him, you know, there's a, there's a couple of teams I think could use a good backup or a potential starter, you know, like the Jets. They need a starting quarterback. The Bears need a starting quarterback. I think they really need to look at Colin Kaepernick.
1: Okay. Hey, what do you think, man? Do you think that um this is a situation where you know, 32 league owners are, you know, showing their patriotism by not bringing them on, or is it a situation where people just want to avoid controversy and not have protesters outside their games? No, I mean, he he could be a backup,
2: but the thing about it is, this is what, if I was an owner, I wouldn't respect. You, you say you stood for one thing. Then you come out with an afro and everything else, and see we the problem with, with with black America is you have people who want to stand up for something that really ain't got nothing to do with them, you know because you live a different lifestyle, you didn't grow up black. You can say you got black skin and all that all you want, but you see how they did uh, uh Tyrese's wife. You understand you can stand up for these folks, but they ain't going to stand up for you. And look, now that you need a contract, now you're talking about something different. Mm -hmm. For the rest of your career, you should kneel if that's what you you felt. They're talking about, oh, I'm not going to stand until things change. Well, there's nothing changed between September and now in police departments and everything else. I haven't seen no real evidence of that. So for you to stand up for that, but to me was just stupid. Rule number one, you don't fuck up your money. And he did it. Now you want to come back to the same people. All all the all the they notice all these Negroes that run in their mouth. They're like Adrian Peterson did, oh he ain't no slave. and this, this and that. As long as you are in the league, they let you talk like that. Now we get a little buzz that maybe you ain't take care of your money as well as we thought you did. I don't know if that's the case or not. Now we don't need you. You need us. And as long as they billionaires and you millionaires, you gonna have to come see me. And that's exactly what happened. Well, I, I'll stand this year. How you gonna stand in six months ago? You say you wouldn't go stand because you want to right. go on track fuck Callie Kaepernick. I wouldn't give him nothing. You know what I mean? And you got to realize, Cutler ain't signed either, so we don't know what it is, but to me, he ain't as, as good as he made himself out to be. I mean, would he be a good backup? Yeah, he'd be a good backup. But I don't need the trouble on my team. You know, so I'll leave him where he at.
1: And um This is a guy, I just think that, I don't know, I just think that he kind of went about things the wrong way. And even though I applaud him for taking a stance, now that you've backed off your stance, now that you didn't even vote, and you were dumb enough to let people know you didn't vote, I mean, it's like you just pretty much nullified everything you attempted to do. And um, so I think he'll get a job as a backup somewhere. But, I mean, yeah, he's not going to get the money he was looking for or maybe even the opportunity he's looking for because if any time you think about, you know, the the Texans didn't come calling, uh, you know, the Jets haven't come calling or, and, and the Browns haven't been called. So unless you know, it's like, dude, you're in a pretty bad spot to where the Browns and the Jets aren't calling. So um, I do think that he, he may be getting black ball but not necessarily – because of what he did, but because he's not as... He doesn't appear to be as talented as everyone thought he was when he went to the Super Bowl and, like, he had a lot of upside and everything. I think if he was very talented, that people would probably give him a shot. But, um, you know, that's just kind of how it goes, you know. So he'll probably end up playing somewhere, but he's going to have to earn his spot as a starter. Nothing is going to be given to him at this point. And then I wonder what the fanfare would be like if he does make a team as a starter, how the fans are going to react. We saw them act the donkey over Vic, so we know they'll go crazy over this. So. But all right, um, as far as the NFL goes, um, Ray, let's see. You all picked up uh, – uh, who was that at running back? At running back? Nobody. See, running back. Okay, maybe I'm thinking somewhere else. I thought that you all did. But as far as some transactions, uh, kick returner, Josh Reeves retired. Uh, so, he decided to call a Josh, Josh ain't played in, He ain't played since 20, what, 2013, 2012? I think 2012. And uh, 20, 2014. twenty twenty fourteen. He last played with the Indianapolis Colts, but I guess he didn't officially retire, but now he's officially okay, retired. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question.
0: Uh right, He ain't played since 2014. Um, that's, you know, and now he just now announced his retirement. That is about as good as saying – Vince Young going to play for the Canadian team last week. You really think we give a damn about this motherfucker retiring? He ain't played in three years.
1: Both <laughs> years. So, he ain't played in a minute. That's for sure. But uh, he's finally calling quit He's age 34. And uh, I was trying to see where he stacked up as far as return yards. I know he had no, he has like some good 11, numbers now. I'm, I'm
0: just messing with you a little bit. 000, huh? I said I was messing with you a little bit. But uh, he had a pretty good career because he went to the Pro Bowl, what, three or four times? Three Pro Bowls season? and uh, an All-Pro. breaking uh, up there
1: a little bit. He's breaking up a lot, actually. Three Pro Bowls and an All-Pro. Okay. So I mean, he wasn't all bad. He was actually pretty decent.
0: I don't think he would he, he after he got hit by uh, James Harrison, his career pretty much went downhill
1: after that. Let's see. Yeah, he's uh, he's twenty-six overall, and punt return yards. He's third overall in kick returns. So, he's behind Brian Mitchell and Alan Rossum. I remember Alan Rossum used to be that dude. Yeah, used So, only five players have more than 10,000 yards in kick returns. Stump Mitchell, Alan Rossum, Josh Cribs, Mel Gray, and Dante mm-hmm. Hall are the only yep. ones over 10,000 kick return yards. And nobody has 5,000. Punt return yards, but De- uh, Stump Mitchell was um, a yard short. So it's kind of tripped out. Stump Mitchell leads, and uh, well, actually, that's not Stump Mitchell, this is T- um, Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell leads yeah. in kick returns and punt returns all time.
2: Should be a Hall of Famer. If, I mean, how many yards he's right? got?
1: He's got like what,
2: 18,000 all purpose yards or something like
1: that? Um, he has 14,000 for kick and punt return yards. And then he has another like 2,000 rushing and 2,300 receiving. He's over 20,000 yards. Yeah, and not in the Hall of Fame. Mm, And mm, if you mm, you lead mm. the league in both categories, I I feel like you definitely should be a Hall of Famer. Mm, 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 mm.
2: Definitely
1: should. But I,
2: I reserve my comments on that kind of stuff. That can go on and on. But, yeah, it's just a shame. The guy had more versatility than anybody. But, you know for whatever reason, and he's been retired, what, since 2002 or something Three. Two 2003. Three. I, know, I know it's been a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah, it's bullshit, but it is what it is. I thought I'd go ahead and throw that about so, that.
1: All right. Uh, let's see what else has happened. Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Michigan, not Mike. Josh McCown had signed a one-year deal with the Jets for six million dollars. $6 million. Oh, up to thirteen million.
2: with this? That's crazy. Josh so, McCown.
0: Josh, Josh McCown, McCown.
1: Yeah. He guaranteed six. But he zero and three last year with zero and three last year with Cleveland. But you know that is Cleveland. Uh. He did all right with them the year before, but he just it didn't translate into wins. I mean, he had uh, he played eight games, twenty one hundred yards, twelve touchdowns, only four interceptions, but he went one and seven. So that's. Let, I don't mean, know what, if he's let right. me
2: ask,
0: let me, let me oh, ask I, this
1: question: What what the hell is the Jets up? I mean, management looking at? I mean, they you know, you do got, got they to have somebody.
2: somebody.
1: Get anybody, I guess. They already got two rookie
0: they got two rookie quarterbacks they don't know nothing about. And you're going to bring in somebody, a journeyman, that can't win more than one game during the season the last time time he was relevant. He won in seven as a starter. And you're going to bring this fool in and sign him to a contract large enough that all three of us could live the rest of our lives on? Y'all lost y'all damn mind. Everybody (laughs) in the Jets uplifting management need to be fired. Fired. Fire right. Garbage Garbage Garbage
1: just football, man, the guy man. Man.
0: You see Josh McCow?
1: Garbage <laughs> he right. retarded Raiders now, this, I'm sorry go ahead Ray
2: No I would say if they was just going to give him Six million dollars You could deal with that With him trying to be a starter but to bring it all the way up to thirteen million dollars. That's just insane. You know you for that wasted, kind of you, money. You could Jacoby Cutler. I mean, Cutler make mistakes, but he could give you forty-three, forty-four hundred yards and, and thirty touchdowns, twenty-five touchdowns. You know, mm-hmm. damn. Good
0: question. I I don't yeah. understand the rationality behind that because you spend thirteen million dollars on Josh McCown when you know you need cornerback. You need offensive linemen since you got rid of got rid of your um one of your premier off off offensive linemen.
2: Oh and, yeah, Nick Mango.
0: Yeah, Nick Mango. And you mean tell me you gonna sign somebody that's sorrier than 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 <laughs> damn possum <laughs> shit and put this <laughs> fool in here. at <laughs> thirteen million dollars. Good yeah, gracious. Yeah, I mean, man. That's just, just wow. retarded. I, I I don't get what what's going on in the
1: Jets.
0: I just don't get it, man. And I mean, we have a the good jet. coach. There's a good black coach coaching the New York Jets. But he ain't going to have a job after this season. I, I'm going to tell you, he might not have a job by week five. Because you get somebody like Josh McCown as a quarterback that's a proven
2: loser. I, 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 don't, then, I, don't, I don't get it. Don't, 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 don't forget, get it. It. they they let Decker go in, they let Brandon Marshall go. Yeah, well, now who's gonna who gonna
0: do the is. ball? Well, I Absolutely. mean, unless they plan on, Pretty they gotta have it. to sign. They need to sign the top. They need to sign the top draft picks in each round of the draft to even possibly be relevant. And that's 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 a big ass if they ain't signed hardly anybody mm-hmm. doing free agency worth anything. Dude, it's not looking good for the Jets right now. It's not. Uh, Bows ain't going to have a job with five, I promise
1: you. All right, let's see. Andre Holmes, formerly wide receiver, formerly of the uh, Raiders, has a three-year, $6.5 million contract with Buffalo. Okay. Um, Manti Teo will be catfishing women in New Orleans. <laughs> a two-year deal worth $5 million with the Saints. So... Man dollars guaranteed. Who How much is guaranteed, Harper. I don't know. Oh, they uh, probably didn't
0: tell him. They may have told him five million, but it really meant one million. They're gonna catch that ass too.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Get there. It's gonna be three million. <laughs> he only has one hundred and sixty tackles and one and a half sacks in four seasons. Um, two Man. interceptions. So he's not Man, living up to that. Huh? I said I
2: thought he was better than that But I saw the contract I was like damn he can't get no more than two and a half million But I said But well, now you know, you know why. Why. Yeah I see why Shit, That might have been a little
1: too much Shoot I think He uh, can't fish still <laughs> uh, What's my boy the linebacker For um, Carolina uh, Thomas Not Thomas Davis, Davis the other one Not Thomas Davis Who the other Kinkley? one Yeah K- Kinkley I Keekly gets more sacks in a season than what Tao Te- has in his first four, four years. I mean, no. like more tackles, rather. So Yeah, he just he fell off, man.
2: I know he had yeah. some injuries, but he just fell off compared to what he is, was, was in is, college.
0: I don't know if I would have gone to the Saints, because the Saints ain't had no defense in a while, and you're going to a team that hey, really needs somebody. He, hey, they're they going to get it. I mean, you gotta, now, Man. man. You better stay he, he might get the root put on his ass. Maybe he'll play
1: a little bit better. Maybe so. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins re-signed Kiko Alonso linebacker. Three years, twenty five million, so he's gonna stay put in Miami. Last year Kiko um played in fifteen games, had sixty nine tackles, um, a forced fumble and two interceptions. So he's gonna stay there. Um Good Let's see. else? Let's see. Oh, the Baltimore Ravens thinking about
2: Huh? I know what you might have been thinking about. Latavius Murray signed with Minnesota. He didn't sign with yeah. us.
1: Okay. No, actually,
2: yeah, he... uh, actually I was thinking. that after we
1: got on the show last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Actually I was um thinking of someone else y'all signed, but I'm gonna get to him in just a moment. But, uh, Brandon Carr um of the Cowboys signed a four year twenty three million dollar deal with the Ravens. And Brandon Carr last year, nine passes defense, fifty three tackles, only one interception. He's not a ball hawk, but he's a solid cover guy. You know, he doesn't let a light come his way, so Dallas is definitely going to miss him. Um, but he's gone four years, twenty three million, he's in Baltimore. Steelers get running back Now Davis on a one year deal, don't know what it's worth. Now Davis filled in for Jamal Charles uh, one season and ran the ball pretty well. He ran about pretty a well. So boy to yeah. They're gonna see if he has anything left in the in the tank. He's still a young guy, Um, so they niles Davis and let's see, y'all signed EJ Manuel as a backup quarterback, Ray. How do you feel about
2: that? I don't know, no, I don't know what's going on with that. Shit, you know, that's like signing me up to two hundred fifty thousand to Throw the ball, getting up on the couch. I, Hold on, I, now let me, I'm uh, Even that, even dollars seven hundred seventy-five thousand—that's too much money for this kid. <laughs> yeah, it's too. You know that, and that's that's dying money for a quarterback. Looking good in them, getting all this money. Yeah. That ain't nothing. So so so, you a water boy on, on some college team for that kind of money? I mean. I don't understand the move. I wanted us to get Brian Hoyer because Carl down. we in the same position we was in. I don't care if you got to pay the guy $6, $7 million for, to be a backup. Hey, cut one of them sorry-ass right tackles and you got the money. You see what I'm saying? But I don't know. Shit. I got a lot to go bro. out for no reason, get his foot taped, nothing. Uh, Ej Manuel ain't
0: gonna do nothing but give it to the other team. He a sorry ass he, black cutler. <laughs> oh my goodness, He's talking him out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Man. EJ Manuel didn't don't, really. I don't he, think he got. He, I don't think he got a he, fair shake in Buffalo because like, I mean, you got to look at. You got to look at where he was and the offensive coordinators he was under. I mean, he changed offensive coordinator a couple of times. They took him in and out of lineup, and that, we've talked about this before. When you have a quarterback, if you, go, if you got to build around what this man's talents are, he wasn't a bad quarterback down in Florida State. They, they oh. have, when you go to a small team, and sometimes, I mean, when you see these in the draft, you see good quarterbacks go to bad teams, and then they just, they never, they really never blossom. Now I think he might blossom in the Raiders system. Maybe I mean I know he's going to be backup, yeah. but I think I think EJ Manuel might do pretty good there. You know, sometimes you just need a fresh yeah. start and to go out there. with what the Raiders yeah. got going on out there right now? I think that'll be really good for EJ. I think he's well, going to be he, great. He'd be solid.
1: I think it's he's going to be great, though. He's going to be great holding he, for extra points.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that that that's what I see, too, because. Connor Cooks is probably going to be the second quarterback, and you know we decided we keep it Matt McGlory. I don't know, I don't think so. I know he didn't sign with nobody else, but he ain't gonna collect the dime of that money because he ain't got no guaranteed money. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a nice kid, but at the same time, man, we did this is football, you know. Come down to football, that's my son. He suck. Uh, I'm gonna say it. So he just he just don't uh man I don't know what's what's the purpose of this all these quarterbacks and stuff in the draft and this is what y'all want to do you know I got to be second round to get that kind of money being a
1: rookie yeah all right I don't know. let's see Morris Claiborne has left Dallas and gone to the Jets for a one year five million dollar deal. Uh, got some roster bonuses in there for him. He gets 31000 per game when, he, when he's on the 46-man roster. So they're trying to give him a little more money if he stays healthy. Played in seven games last year with Dallas. Hasn't played more than 15 games since his rookie year. Um, he's, he's really good when he's healthy, but the thing is, can he stay healthy? So the Jets are going to take a chance on him and see what happens. It could pay off, but it's only a one-year deal, so um, if he does play well, you we know, everybody's to uh, Don Terry Poe of the Chiefs is now an Atlanta Falcon. A one-year $8 million deal. Why do you think we're seeing a lot of one-year deals?
0: So I think
1: there's I
0: think, I think a, a lot of prove it, you know, because when you leave a team, you know I mean? Poe was one of the best chiefs they had, and they didn't sign him, and it, it, that's kind of startling. So when you're looking at other teams trying to look to see, if you know, why didn't they sign him, I think they're a little bit scared. You know, teams are getting smarter and smarter on how they get free agents. So you give me a one-year prove-it deal, and if you do real well, then we'll, re- we'll sign you then. But if you don't, then, you know, you can go some damn where else. And I think that's what you're starting to see now.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, the Terry Poe is a solid player. We didn't pull the trick on him because, you know, I think they were a little hesitant. But I'm not for paying these guys all this money, especially as 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 defensive lineman. Larry Dahl, he can crack the bank. He wants sixty or two hundred million dollars and they got it in cap, they should give it to him. But the rest of these guys, like 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 uh the guy up there at Buffalo, you know, they gave him more money he got the higher he got. You know. And I just don't feel like some of these guys are worth the money. Does okay. anybody know what happened to uh Sheldon Richardson? This contract has to be up by now.
1: Sheldon Richardson? I'm not sure He came out 2012
2: Because, you know, these guys uh, Sheldon for that.
1: Richardson is Let's see I don't know what's going on with him Because hmm. his contract ended, you know, this year Yeah. But I heard, I haven't heard his name
2: Yeah, that's about he being a free agent or nothing. Uh, I'm going to see if I can
1: Google him to see what his contract looks like. But um, while I'm doing that, Ray and Buck, you can chime in too. Give your opinion on, because I talk to a lot of people who don't quite understand the salary cap. So when they see someone like um a Morris Claiborne get a one year deal and five million dollars, and then people are like, Oh man, Dallas could have afforded that. They could have they could have kept him for that money. I mean, but it's not that simple. Five million dollars would go towards on a one year deal I means all that goes towards this year against the cap. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. When they see the money and they they don't see 40 50 60 million dollars they feel like you should be able to easily re, easily resign these folks
0: yeah um, i mean that, that's what they see but you also got to think about this there after a player has been in the league let's say past 5 years there's a certain amount of money that these veterans are supposed to make and i mean i know there's you know i know you see a lot of contracts that's around a thousand you know around a million dollars and they have some incentives in there but you really, you know, when you playing in the upper echelon of the, you know, let's say, you know, more we use Morris Claymore, He, you know, he has some pretty steady numbers, and he's he's probably not top ten, but he's in top twenty. So he's he's kind of, you know, you kind of you have to pay him a certain amount to a certain extent so he can play for a team. So Dallas, we already know is Salley catch strapped, simply because they're holding on to Romo trying to get some value out of him. So that's the reason why Dallas couldn't sign more Clayborn and a lot of the other players they lost because until they get rid of Romo, then you know that that money that Romo is getting now is going to count against the new league year. So they really can't sign anybody. It's going to be hard for them to sign that damn draft pick if they don't hurry up and get rid of Romo. If you're going to wait until well, they have the enough. For their,
1: they have enough for their draft picks, um, but yeah, they can't do anything else in free agency. As long as he's there, yeah. but I don't think Jerry Jones is interested in making the big splash like he used to. Because after you get a couple of Joey Galloways and Roy Williams, you know, he kind of cut yeah. that mess out. Because that set Dallas back. Yeah. I, Dallas is still suffering behind those. Yeah. You know, because they lost first yeah. round pick behind those people. Um, I right. think he's going to wait until the last minute. And if he cuts Romo, you know, Jones second, then that half of the cap hit would be this year. The other half would be next year that would kind of ease up some um the situation there. So I, I feel like he's doing the right thing. holding no, until he has to get rid of him. But uh, looking at Sheldon Richardson, I found a website over at sporttrack.com that said that he's actually um, under contract, like I guess maybe it was an option year with the Jets, for one year, $8 million going into this year. Who is that? Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson. Okay. A base salary of eight million dollars and he'll be oh, an unrestricted okay. free agency free agent next year. Wow. Wow. Uh, but that'd I be say. his
2: sixth year though, wouldn't it? Huh? i, I w think that that'd be his sixth year,
1: wouldn't it? Uh, two thousand well, showing two thousand let's see. I'm showing his first season, 2013. Okay, 2013. 2013. Yeah. Oh, season. Yeah. He signed a four-year deal in 2013. It looks like with a team option, fifth year. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's showing off. Work. That's, we
2: took that sorry ass yeah, DJ Hayden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, round
1: one, number 13 overall, 2013. So, yeah. He, he still after. has another we, year. We, we, we. Yeah. All right, uh, Nick Folk has left the Jets, and he will be a Tampa Bay Buck. So Nick Folk, who has a career average of eighty-one percent on his field goals, at one time it seemed like he couldn't miss, is now going to be kicking down in the warm winds of Tampa. Um, changing teams but not leaving the Meadowlands will be Geno Smith. He signed a one-year deal with the New York Giants worth two million dollars. So Geno Smith is following Brandon Marshall, and I'm sure Brandon Marshall is super excited.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have signed that fool to a ten-minute to a deal instead of a two-year deal, but I mean, maybe he'll learn something being, you know, being behind. You know, that Manning boy, maybe. He might learn to throw a few more interceptions. Too. He better you know,
1: learn how to throw some and learn how to fight.
2: He got, one of those, uh, he got one of those incentive deals, too. That's his yeah. base is like $750,000 or something. Seven seventy-five, I believe it is. Went yeah. up to $2 million with incentives. I guess if he started or something like that, maybe. But well,
0: you know I know one of them is, I know one of them said that you don't get a jaw broken.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he, so uh, he had that one coming. The yeah. Cowboys re-signed Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore was supposed to be the starter. Um he was the backup behind Romo, but it wasn't until he broke his leg in practice that that Prescott got to start and never gave the job back. Dak Prescott was actually a third quarterback. So, um, yeah, Dak Prescott just has everything just lined up for him, no matter where he goes. in high school, he was a backup. Guy got hurt. He started. Never gave the starting job back. Same thing in college and now the same thing in the pros. So, yeah. if you ever go to work and Dak Prescott behind you, I'd quit. Because some bad going to have believe leave. that. <laughs> but, uh so, Kellen Moore is going to be Dak Prescott's backup for right now, but I can expect Dallas to bring in another veteran. I know Mark Sanchez uh, signed with uh, who did he sign with? I think the Bears didn't. He? I think it was the Bears, yeah.
0: So he, oh, he signed he, with the uh, Bears. That's Shit, what I that's might what, might what I
2: think. That's So see.
0: I'm, gonna I'm look, not. You I'm might, might want to check, check that right. just to be sure. Yeah. Uh, but this is what I want to bring up for you, Ray. Signing with nobody.
1: This is what I want to bring up for you, Ray. The Raiders got Jared Cook on a two-year deal. Tight end Jared Cook. I thought oh, that was yeah, a nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jared Cook ain't never been where he's supposed to be, but he is serviceable tight end. I mean, you know, he did well for the Rams and. He came in last year with Green Bay and made the big catch in the playoffs and sent y'all to the house. But he can play.
1: they bringing up but, old
2: stuff.
1: Know, huh? I said, why are you bringing up old stuff?
2: Yeah, I know. I know it's painful, man. But, you know, <laughs>
1: I mean, at least
2: he's out of the, the NFC now. That's true. So, you know, I, I I like that. I think we can pick up another tight end in the in the draft somewhere. Because to me, Walford he just ain't what he's supposed to be. And yeah. it's loaded with tight ends in this draft. So if I'm dead yeah, that, car, I like that move.
1: I'm excited yeah. if I'm dead car, because that just gives yeah. me a bonafide third down guy. So
2: yeah, I mean if if we if we Do what we need to do We can get us a tight end Get us a running back Even if Marshawn Lynch comes to the team We still should get one of them boys in the draft Because we need two good running backs See, Jalen Richards, I love him Jalen Richards, but he's a scat back He's a guy like a Darren Sproles You can't run the ball 20 times For him, he's going to get broke up But you know, third down, something like that. Same thing with Washington. He's not an every down back. I we need somebody like Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, or Samari Period. One of those type of guys. I mean, there's so many running backs out there. I like J- James Conner. I like, uh, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara. You know, it's a lot of guys out there. So we—it's not like you making that stuff. I up, <laughs> no, man. These guys just—it's on top of it, man. Strongest running All right. draft I probably ever see.
1: It. it says Mark Sanchez is visiting the Bears. He hasn't signed anything officially. All right, and Connor Baldwin, linebacker from the Eagles, has made his way to Los Angeles. The Rams have picked up some um, players. They got Lance Dunbar back up scat-back from the Cowboys. Um, and they've been kind of picking up players here and there, man. The Rams are trying to make a splash. So we're going to see what's going to happen with them. But all right, that's some of the transaction news I've come across. Want to shift gears and go to the um, NBA for a second. And uh You know, Golden State returned to Oklahoma City the other day, and they smashed Oklahoma City, but Kevin Durant didn't play. But there was a lot of talk on ESPN and some of those other networks that the Oklahoma City fans disrespected Kevin Durant the last time, um, or the first time, I guess, he came to OKC to the arena. You know, they had the Cupcake billboards and T-shirts and all all the signs making fun of him, calling him a whiner, quitter, a baby, all that stuff. And there were some people saying that it was unfair that Kevin Durant was their leader and they should have respected him. Uh, I'll start with you, Buck. How do you feel about that, man? I mean, can you tell the fans that they should respect someone who, even though he was the guy, an MVP on their team, he left their team and went to their rival? I mean, isn't that something you kinda of reserve to after he retires and comes back, that's when you clap for him? Well, I mean, you have to understand,
0: you know, what what what's involved if you leave a team that um you know, that you started with. And I mean, this this is what you know you put yourself in you make that bed, you gotta you gotta you know, you gotta sleep in it. So you know, that was um you know, that's one of those things that happened. I mean, you see you see this kind of stuff happen all the time. You have players, you know, they say it's not for the money, you know, they all about the team, and then the next thing you know, they go somewhere else and then, you know, like Brett Favre. Brett Favre wasn't ready to lead the Green Bay Packers. They kind of go ahead and brought in Aaron Rodgers and, you know, let him let him start. He ended up going to the Minnesota Riking. They blew in his ass, you know, and then he went to the Jets. But, you know, when he came back to Green Bay, everything was straight. You know, they you know they opened there but that was after he retired. So that's just part of it, you know, when you see something like that happen. And, um, you know, some players are prepared for it, some players are not. But, you know, for me, if it had been me, I'd come out there and try to, you know, I wouldn't sit on my ass. I'd say, hey, coach, put me in so I can go ahead and, see, and show, show the fans what they missed, you know. So, but it was his choice that he chose to go to the rival. So, it's part of it. You got to make the bed, you sleep in it. That's what it is. What do you think about it, Ray? The the
1: fans owe him anything?
2: No, I, I, I think that, you know, when a guy leaves a team that you were beating in the playoffs until you guys collapse and then you had beat the Spurs prior to that, I don't understand why if you got one of the best players in the league playing with you that you don't want to compete. See, it gets to the point now, and I think that's one thing that's a knock on LeBron James. LeBron is a great player, Hall of Famer, top five, dead or alive, and all this other stuff. But the thing about it is, is, you don't want to compete. Every asshole get cut loose from a team, we want to go to where LeBron is. And the thing about it is, you get a pass for that nowadays because yeah. the young kids, they accept that. But shit, if Michael Jordan had become a free agent and say, damn, I'm going to go play at the Showtime Lakers, hell, they would have never lost. And people got to understand that. Now, I'm jumping to this team, jumping to that team. Got two, three guys, four guys on one team making over $20 million. You know, stuff like that. And then the, the salary cap is through the roof. See, Durant should have stayed in Oklahoma City where he was a legend, where he was in the MVP running every year. Now you're going over here because you say, oh, you know, I want to get a ring. Now, Golden State is not the same team they were last year. They seem to be able to get their chemistry together. Now you would doubt Durant like you guys have been for the last four years. You act like you can't get your shit together like you're supposed to. Durant comes back. There's still no guarantee they beat the Spurs or they beat Cleveland and all this other stuff. I hope that they can go on and run and do what they got to do. But at the same time, it, it, it's bad for the sport. And then you get these, these ball players who, because they got a big pocket, they start losing respect for the game and losing respect for people. You know, oh, we gonna sit down or we gonna rest? Okay, what about the guy who saved money all year to take his kids to the game to see you play, and you a healthy scratch? And you sitting on the sideline talking, and you know Big Willie laughing and stuff because you, the, the shit I guess, you know, I don't care for that. It ain't me hating and all that. You rich, yeah, we get that, but at the same time, that's a bad way to do, because people come to see you play. You got the big TV contracts, and the the money was extended. Now where everybody getting beaten big, big money because of TV contracts. Now you're going to sit out the game because you rested. And not only you rested, the other stars rested on a a, 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 a nationally televised game. Well, you got to understand this, got to understand that, because now we rich, we don't care what you think. But you still can't lose your manners and your respect because you got money. And, you know, people can say, oh, well, first they got a whole lot of it, they don't really know. Yeah, you're right about that. But at the same time, when people tune into you and they get off work and they take time out of their day to support you on the TV, at least you can do was show some respect to them. Not saying you supposed to give me an autograph or three speakers or none of that. I don't need none of that shit. But when I tune turn in to see your team, I want to see you on the TV if you help me.
1: Yeah, and I was going to go there, um, you know, with the rest of players. I feel like even though it may be good for the player, it may even be good for the team long term, but it's bad for fans because I'll be honest with you, I've changed my whole mindset when it comes to going to a game because, I, I mean, if I'm going to buy tickets after March, then I have to assume the star player may not play, you know, even, my, like, even as, a, as, as a Lakers fan, you know, there's somebody I wanted to see. They may shut somebody down um, just to try to get some young players to play and, and all of that. So it's like you really got to consider that when you buy a ticket that you may not see the star player. Because if I had to buy a ticket now, I'm trying to buy my tickets before the All-Star break. So, um Maybe have a chance of seeing someone play But Buck how do you feel about players Resting I mean do you think At some point the fans Are gonna say you know what I'm sick of This because when you save up your money As a family of four to buy a ticket And You get there and LeBron And Kyrie and all them sitting Down and ain't playing And your five six year old Son don't get to see LeBron play I mean it's kind of deflating
0: yeah, it's it's very irritating uh, for the star players, you know, not to play, and you know, for me, you know, I feel you a, a wholeheartedly, and I think of what it's going to do is start hurting the NBA. Um, you know, it's just you, you just can't rest star players like this on a consistent basis. Um, you know, that's why you have you know you. But see, this is something that we've talked about. You 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 don't get star players out there, and your bench is not deep simply because he's a young, you know, way too young, and they can't play with the talent that's out there. So, that's where I, I, I've been a firm believer in, you know, these guys need to wait to their second, third year of college, and these jokers are coming out of high school. I know a lot of people disagree with that, but I think, you know, you, you at least stay to your third year of college, and then, you know, you won't see all this wrestling. If you do see wrestling the players, at least you got a good quality quality depth in the back, you know, coming off the bench, playing well. You know, I'm tired of seeing the games, you know, I, if the star players are not playing, I don't even watch the game on TV. So you know I'm not going to spend the, you know, the two or $300, whatever it may cost to go to an NBA game to go go play. I mean, to go watch if the star players are not going to play late in the season. They got it to the point now where you either go at the beginning of the season, you know, and play, and you know, and watch. Or you just don't watch basketball after the All Star break because you're waiting to see who's gonna make the playoffs, and that's that's just not right to me. So something needs to be done about it. I know that you know maybe the NBA commissioner is saying, look, you can't rest your players; they got to play, you know, or you gonna to have to shorten up the season, you know,
1: something like that. That's what you know, they need to do. Yep. That's I mean that's a sign right there that they play too many games. Uh, yeah. If you can't play the entire season then you need to shorten up the season. But I mean, but then you look at guys like Westbrook. Uh Westbrook has I think played in all the games this year. Uh, Steph Curry's missed one wait, has he missed more than one game this year? I don't think he has. I don't I don't think so. And so you and know you have those. to play the ball too. Right, right. So you have guys who have played the whole season. And I know LeBron gets a lot of wear and tear on his body From going to the finals every year And playing, um, you know, Olympic ball And stuff like that he's done in the past But Again This is, you know Your job, I mean, yeah, we call out For our job, but of course You know, it may be a little considered a little Different, but I just think it's a shame I understand it from both sides But I just think it's a shame That you have someone save up all their money As expensive as tickets are and they get there and they got to essentially watch a preseason game. You know. And wow. then for LeBron... Yeah.
2: Yes. huh? The, league
1: been eight, eight, the league's been 82 games how many years. 40. How many years have they had? 82 games? Yeah. I don't know. 40, as long as I can 50, remember.
2: As long as we can yeah. remember. Yeah. So the mother gas is playing and... In the '80s, they played above the rim too. What's the problem now? Nah, you that's got a good more question. nutrition, more medicine, more protein shakes and everything now than you do ever <laughs> did. So what's the problem now? Right. Different. If the other guys' game was 25 minutes and they played 82 games, but these guys played the whole 82 when they was healthy. Years and years and years, far back that we can remember. But like There's I true. say now, guys got money and they want to control the old. De- See, that's why freedom is not good for everybody. You know, oh, we want to be businessmen and no more agent. We want to be a businessman and want to control this, control that. Well, that's good, but sometimes. You could destroy the sport when you're trying to control something. Let them do what they do and you do what you do. Not try to get all the percentages, this, all the percentage of that there ain't nothing but greed. You're supposed to spread the wealth, not try to take it all.
1: And it's just foolishness right now. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's a shame that, um, you know, the fans are made to suffer through all of this. Because they, they, they just, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, you don't want – what you don't want to happen is what's happening in the baseball. I mean, you turn on a
0: baseball – when I we came up, baseball games, even though we didn't watch them that often, but you turn a baseball game on, them, those rascals were packed. You turn a baseball game on now, I can't tell you the last time I – I mean, if you're in Chicago, in Wrigley, you know, in Wrigley Field, somewhere like that, where it's real small, and it, it might be full, but you go out there to, you know, Yankee Stadium or down in Atlanta or somewhere like that, where they're three-quarter full or half full or something like that, I couldn't tell you the last time. Unless it's the World Series, you don't see and you even see spots in the World Series. So, you know, that's what's going to happen to the NBA, what's happening to, you know, if they keep this up and these players keep wrestling because nope, everybody coming to see – you know, they want to see what, you know, the advertise, pay what, you know, see who's advertised. And LeBron James and Steph Curry, you know, these, are, you know, they the mark, and it's a marquee matchup and whatnot. I know they don't play against each other typically, but, you know, they be on the same court at the same time. That's what I want to see. I want to see LeBron James dunk. You know, I want to see Steph Curry, you know, get one of the alley passes of, you know, somebody on the team or something like that. If I don't get to see that, it ain't it ain't worth my time.
1: Yeah, what you pay the big dollars for. So I don't know. The NBA needs to figure out something. Adam Silver, the commissioner, needs to figure out something because uh, you know, I want the NBA to go back to tape delay because ain't nobody watching. <laughs> but uh, now I don't think it'll get that bad again. But I mean, but it, it will hurt them in the long run once fans catch on and ticket sales after the All Star game is going to drop for real. It's going to drop for real. So, I I want to go back a little bit. You know, we talked about um, KD and his lack of respect because he went to the to the enemy. The Celtics won their championship their last championship ten years ago, where you know Ray John Rondo played. Right, he won a championship ten years ago. So Ray John Rondo decides he wants to have an anniversary, and I guess all the players take a trip somewhere and celebrate that they won the championship 10 years ago. He invited everybody on the team except for Ray Allen. Um, even though Ray Allen was very integral in the Celtics winning their championship, he left them and ended up going to the enemy, the Miami Heat. And Ray John Rondo and his teammates have not forgotten it. So, Ray, I'll start with you. Is it petty to not invite Ray Allen as a member of the championship Celtics team from 10 years ago, or, I mean, because he left and went to the enemy, it's fair game. Well, no. I mean, I know him and Rondo didn't get along, so
2: I don't think you invite somebody that you didn't get along with. So but I don't I mean, have nothing to do with nothing, huh? No, nah, I mean, it's up to the other players to say, okay, I know y'all don't get along, but i like to see him here or whatever, since nobody said that. I think he was well within his right to do that, and it don't change the fact that Ray Allen was on the team. don't change the fact that Ray Allen got a ring. Don't change the fact that he was a big part of getting the ring. Don't change the fact that he was part of the big three, because Rondo wasn't even the big three then. So, you know, you can't change history, no matter how you try and do something. You could you could shun somebody or try to ignore them. For your own benefit But anytime they show Celtics highlights From 10 years ago Reality is going to be on there And when he left and went to Miami He got one more ring than the rest of them got So he don't really need to say nothing if You made almost $200 million In your career Hey, they got to invite you down there If they don't want to It's all, it's all good So I think he was with his right to do that But at the same time you know, I don't think reality care anyway because he ain't talking to Paul Pierce. He still ain't talking to Garnett and a couple others. So, I think it's best that he didn't go.
1: Okay. Thought it was interesting. All right. And uh, I want to talk about Lavar Ball, uh, the father of Lonzo Ball and the other two ball brothers. He's all over the news the all the place and he he cracks me up. Sometimes he's dead on and sometimes he just makes you shake your head. But he made a statement that pissed LeBron off. He said that um it's easier LaVar Le, said it's easier for his sons to live up to the hype surrounding them and being great players because he wasn't great. All right, so it's not like they're in his shadow. He said LeBron's kids, being in LeBron's shadows, since LeBron is the greatest player in the NBA right now, are going to have it harder because they have a great dad. So they may not live up to expectations and be as great as LeBron. All right, so that's pretty much what he said. LeBron got upset behind it saying, "Keep, keep my kids out your mouth. And Buck, I mean... How do you fall on this, man? I mean, I understand what the man was saying. If you have a great father, a lot of times, like Michael Jordan, you know, his son was going to live up to his expectations. You know, you're you just going to be Michael yep. Jordan's son. You ain't going to ever be as great as Michael yep. Jordan. So, I mean, was LeVar Ball on point? Should he have not said it because he mentioned um, LeBron's kids? I mean, he didn't necessarily say anything negative about the kids,
0: well, I mean he does have a
1: he does have a point. So I, I mean I understand
0: what he's saying. I mean we we mentioned it at the beginning of the show. We use Cal Petty for example. I mean he's nowhere near as great as his dad or his grandfather. I mean, Lee Petty started things off for the Petty family and they were doing real doing real well, won a few championships. But, you know, you know, typically you don't do as well as your father. Um, but Richard Petty just superseded everything and won two hundred races and um now, I think V. Petty would have won more races. He wouldn't have gotten injured, and he had to cut his career short. But Richard Petty superseded his dad, but Kyle Petty did not. I mean, he didn't even look like he even belonged to have that last name Petty. So, I mean, I understand what he's getting getting at, but I just think that he's caused so much riff riffraff by all his little, all his little quotes and everything that it pissed LeBron off. I mean, he was just making a statement. I understand it. But I mean, this is a guy that just you know he he just said a few weeks ago that you know he could take on you know, Michael Michael Jordan one on one, and we all know that's bullshit. So, you know, he already caught a bunch of flack for that, and then all of a sudden you're gonna talk about LeBron's kid. So LeBron took it the wrong way, even though the guy was making the point. So I just think that it's time for him to just, even though it was a good point, I think it's time for you know him to Mr. Ball to keep his mouth shut. And get out the limelight because I mean, if any, the only thing right now he's gonna get is the National Enquirer, Sun, or the National News. Um, he'll get you know get something like that and get some money. And I think that's basically what he's trying to do since he was soft when he was in college. So uh, I mean, he's trying to make his own money off of his son. And to me, he's that's bad in itself. So.
1: So. Ray, you think that he was out of line or you think that LeBron, I mean, do you think that maybe they're both right? Maybe he was right for his evaluation and LeBron was right to say, don't, talk, don't bring my kids in any of this. Well, I think ball talk too much a lot of the time.
2: And I think he's trying to make himself famous by saying a whole lot of shit. But, I mean, he was right about this. And a lot of people always get sensitive when somebody talking about a mother or their kids or whatever the kids may be, particularly black folks. But she, you can say what you want to say. You know, as long as you don't call my people no derogatory name or nothing like that, you can pretty much say what you want to say. But when you cross the line, then it becomes a problem. But guys a guy say, well, he didn't call whatever the kid's name is, he said his sons, or whatever the case may be. LeBron, know that's true. That's why he's upset. But he don't want to step on his kid's dream. Yeah, he, he may come up and be something. I mean, yeah, he's passing the ball, trying to play his daddy's game and all that. But right now, you ain't in the competition. You got young kids. Everybody, you're the best 11-year-old out there, this and that. When you get 15, 16, 17, we going to find out what the deal is. Hey, he may be the truth, but we're going to find yeah. out what the deal is. And LeBron don't like that. Oh, he come to the game and try to support him and all that. Oh, yeah, his son doing his thing out there. But is he going to be great as LeBron? I seriously doubt it. You know, you can deal with Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. If Kobe was Michael's son, everybody, oh, man, his son's is awesome. Everybody can live with that, five rings and six and this and that compared to the greatest of all time. But you get up there, you can't even get the start line up on college and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that ain't going to last long because your dad is too famous. Everybody's wearing his shoes. You know, everywhere you go, you see his billboard. You know, people walk around on campus with his shirt on, with his face on it, this and that. I mean, and, you know, kids are just going to be cool. A certain extent, and you know, you're not gonna have a chance if you're not as good as people think you are. So he was he was spot on with that, but LeBron didn't want to do that because you know he got explained to his kids, and you know, people ask these kids questions in school, and just more added pressure that he don't want to put on them. But absolutely, that's
1: true. Okay, well, uh. LaVar's gonna keep talking and you know LaVar Is one of those guys I mean we've we've seen some We've seen certain dads I guess um, Insert themselves in their Kids life When it comes to sports yeah Richard Williams uh, Was once Called overbearing of Venus And Serena you had Earl Woods and people Talked about his role with Tiger Woods Um then you had like the guy, um, what's his name? Tom Marinovich, his dad, his dad was nuts, but you know, it doesn't always work out, but you know, a lot of times these dads who may come off as being pushy or, or working their kids too much, they're successful. You know, I mean, Tiger Woods at one time was the greatest golfer we ever, you know, of all time. Well, I guess he's still probably the greatest of all time, but you know, at one time he was on top. Um, Serena is still on top, and Venus is still great. You know, there are a lot of dads who push their kids and actually get their kids to succeed. So, I mean, having said all that, is LeVar Ball going to go down as one of the great dads? Because his son, um, and I been, I'm not even talking about the two younger ones, but his uh, son, Alonzo, looks like he's going to be really good. I think he might.
0: Yeah, He might go down as a great one of the greatest dads. Provided his kid, you know, does what you know, they, they do well. I mean I think what he what he's got, three sons playing or
1: two? Yeah, two two in high school. Two in high school three all together. You got how many? Yes, two in high school, one three. one in, and one in UCLA.
0: Yeah, so I mean, if all three of these kids end up being great then yeah. You know, maybe what he's doing, I know he's talking a lot of shit now, but maybe behind the scenes you know, he may be, you know, teaching the kids what not to do, and that's what's making them great. I mean, the, I mean, his son in college is, is fairly steady. I'm not saying he's great yet, but he's steady. So he's definitely better than what he was. So maybe he's on to something, but at the same time, that mouth needs to shut. So, you know, we'll see how it works out, but he could end up being one of the greatest ones of all time, you know, it's what, greatest dad, so. It remains to be seen But you know Let's see what they do Once he, But it also Don't get me wrong This one may, may end up Getting in the pros And end up being a bench warmer And never get to see The light of day When he gets in the NBA So it could go both ways
1: And simply because His dad wants not shut the hell up Yeah if he gets all three Into the pros That's going to be phenomenal yeah. That's going to be phenomenal If he gets all three in there
2: so no, they, they gonna get there, but what they gonna do when they get there? I mean, I think he's gonna I mean, be a good player, but he gonna have an X on his back. His NBA players already saying that.
1: I mean, that's and, true, but I mean, but just to be drafted is is an achievement. Even if, if if none of them make it, to say I had three sons drafted in the NBA is that's that's pretty dope. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I mean,
2: they going they gonna make the money, but all yeah. this billion dollar Q deal and all that. It's possible as long as everybody do what they need to do. But they don't do what they need to do. if somebody struggles, they go hear it.
1: Most definitely. And, you
2: know, I think he well, should have said how good his kids was, and got up off of it. All this talk about Barkley and talk about Jordan and all this and that he should have kind of left it where it was at, and don't get involved in that. Because what you think is going to happen? You think LeBron is going to take out what his dad said on them, on them ball boys when they get there? Yep. Or you think we're going to let him show out, even if he's good? Nah, Coach, cool, fuck the scheme. I'm going to guard him. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to guard the power for it, but I'm going to guard him. And make it known that he want to shut him down. Then his dad want to get up and talk to LeBron and all that, make a bigger story. The Spike leaves. Reggie Miller, in New York, all over again. But only it's going to be
1: bigger because bigger stars are going to be involved. Yeah. All right. So um, last thing before we get into the little trivia portion of the show, who am I? Uh, Kell Brook will defend his IBF welterweight world title against the mandatory American challenger, Errol Spence, Jr., that's going to be done in the U.K. Um, May 27th. So I'm very happy to hear about that fight. Caleb Brook, um phenomenal fighter, uh, took his chances against a bigger fighter in, in Triple G. And it didn't work out to his favor, but I commend him for giving it a try. He's 36 in that, 36 in that one loss and has 25 knockouts. Now, Errol Spence, if you've never seen him fight, there are a lot of people that probably haven't seen him fight. Errol Spence Jr., he's 21-0, 18 knockouts. And dude is just smooth, you know, a.k.a. the truth. He's just a smooth puncher, and um, this would be a big, a big challenge for him. Uh, the biggest name that he's fought so far that I can think of is probably Chris Algieri. Well, Bundu was a was a pretty decent fighter, but uh, Chris Algieri, and he TKO'd him. Um, a matter of fact, he's on a like an eight-fight um, knockout streak. So uh, we'll be talking about that in the future. I'm uh, not going to talk about the Triple G and Chocolatito fight tonight because a lot of people haven't seen it yet. It was on pay-per-view. A lot of people didn't buy the fight last week, so they're going to watch it on HBO this weekend. I think they're showing both fights this weekend on HBO. Uh, So we'll save it until next week and uh, discuss it next Wednesday. And um, I know Kevin Young said he might come on. Um, I have to talk to Brian. I don't know how Brian's doing after Danny Garcia lost. So (laughs) we'll see if he's going to come on too. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to try to watch the fight again. I thought Triple G lost. I thought Chocolatito. I thought it could have gone either way. I thought he missed. You know, ain't no to me, ain't no
2: way Daniel Jacobs won that fight. I mean, people are saying different things, and I think when it comes down to the fight being close, anytime the fight is close and it's a star, people turn around and say, "Well, they think he lost." Okay, Triple G really didn't get warmed up to about the fourth round, so the first one and two rounds that he won basically because he threw two punches and he threw three. Yeah, he got that. But the action was more so on Triple G. And, you know, it's like he outpunched him. And another thing I want to say that I think should be illegal is for a guy that's supposed to fight at 160. You can hydrate up to 170. 170. But when you come in 180 pounds, you are a light heavyweight. So everybody says oh, he didn't run through him like this, didn't run through him like that. Yeah, Triple G is smart enough to know you got to be cautious because you'll walk in this guy knocked out everybody except three fighters or four fighters. And you think you going to go in there at 180 and I'm going to walk into you and try to knock you out? And knowing you can punch, too, and now you come in at 180, that's, that's crazy. So, you know, everybody, oh, he got one of he did this, he did that. Nah, I mean, he fought a good fight. He fought a smart fight. But at the same time, I think Triple G did enough to win the fight.
1: Okay. We'll get into it next week. And, um, like I said, I'm going to watch it again. But – I mean, I thought round for round, that's just what I got from it, but I was watching the stream, I will watch it in crystal clear HD this weekend, I get the chance, and we'll chop it up next week, and discuss both all fights, right. and, uh, all right, so, got some who am I's, so we'll go ahead and get ready mm-hmm. for that, Buck, all you ready? Right. I'm ready. Roy, you ready? Always. All right. I <laughs> am I am a six foot one, two hundred and thirty one pound linebacker, drafted number fourteen overall out of Georgia in two thousand five by the Carolina Panthers. Who am I? Oh, Thomas Davis. Thomas Antonio Davis. I am a six foot six, two hundred and ninety pound defensive end. Turns 28 years old today, drafted in the first round, number 11 overall, out of Central Michigan um, oh, in the 2011 man. draft by the Houston Texans.
2: Yeah, who is oh, that? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh,
1: no. Um,
2: damn, who was that on the team? Merc- uh, Merciless? Yeah, I'd be ashamed, y'all, sir. Oh
1: man, <laughs> oh, Houston, Texas, damn! Four-time somebody... oh, all, wh- four-time all-pro in six years.
2: Oh, man! Uh, uh, no, oh, no, no. Uh, oh, no!
1: Mary I Williams. I forgot the full name. Lord have mercy! Damn, I forgot the full name. God dang, seventy-six sacks. In six years. Two,
0: J. J. Sack, Watt. two seasons
2: over 20. JT, what? JT, what? I said Teddy, what first? Oh, I never heard of it. Yeah, he said Teddy, what? But he come I said Teddy, Watt first? He ain't come from no central Michigan. And he, went let me look.
1: he went to Wisconsin.
2: He went to Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. I may Bo- Maybe that's why I do see Wisconsin on here now. And I thought about yeah, that yeah. when I said it. That was confusing. I wasn't sure because yeah. I knew mm-hmm. his brother went there, so I thought I had gotten confused. But uh yeah, JJ um, Watt first. I'm like, damn. That's not it. Yeah, because he yeah, said Yeah, I never hear it. Some of y'all re- repeat stuff until I say something, but I never heard if anyone said it. Yeah, I heard yeah, it it,
2: it sounded like JJ Watt, but yeah from Michigan. That's, that's what threw me all the way off. Yeah, I said J.J. Watt but I, And then I said Wisconsin
1: He didn't go to Central Michigan Let me look Because they got Wisconsin on here I wonder if he transferred Yeah, I think he did and He walked on at Wisconsin Yeah, he did He did go to Central Michigan But then he ended up um, After he got redshirted He went to Wisconsin So, Okay, they did He's have them both on up there. I, just, I just read the first one I saw Okay, all right. So I wasn't wrong. No, you weren't. <laughs> I just wasn't right either. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. I am a six foot two, two hundred and fifty pound linebacker. Turns forty years old today. Drafted in the third round. Out of Colorado State in 1999 by the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Joey Porter.
1: Joey Eugene Porter. Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, 98 career sacks.
0: Oh, man, I didn't know
1: he had that, man. Yeah.
0: He got a lot of them from Miami and uh, Arizona. After he, he, got, left he, got 30,
1: he got 38 after he left the Steelers.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I am a six foot four, two hundred and ninety six pound defensive tackle. Uh, okay, this is not who I thought it was. Evidently, there's another um, Reggie White who played on the defensive line. Yeah, but it's not not the Reggie White. This is somebody else who played with San Diego, so we'll skip him. I am a six foot four, two hundred and twenty nine pound wide receiver, who turns 33 years old tomorrow, drafted in the fourth round in 2006 by the Denver Broncos out of Central Florida. Who I mean is? Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, you got it out, man. Six-time pro bowler, one-time all-pro, and he's been on four different teams. This will be his fifth. Last one. I'm a five foot eight, two hundred and five pound running back. Drafted out of UCLA in the second round by the Jacksonville Jaguars in oh, two thousand. Maurice Daniel Drew. Maurice Christopher Jones Drew. MJD. Led the league in two thousand eleven with sixteen hundred and six yards. Damn. A little bowling ball. he boy. All right, that's all I got, fellas. What y'all got?
0: I got one. I got actually a little bit more. I left out some NASCAR news. One of the he wasn't a great, but he was pretty steady. Pete Hamilton. Pete Hamilton died. He he was a Daytona 500 champion in 1970. He won four races with the Petty Enterprises. Um, Petty Enterprises was one of those teams back in the 70s with some big super bees that that um, they won a lot of races during 1970 in Petty Enterprises. So many, in fact, with the Dodge Charger that they actually banned the car afterwards. Um, but Pete Hamilton won four races. I think he won all four of them races that season with Petty Enterprises. I'm not sure on that, but I think I'm pretty sure. But he was 74 years old. He passed away. And there were two penalties lev- levied after the Phoenix race. Um, where there's going to be some crew chiefs that's going to be suspended. Uh, Kevin Harvick's crew chief's going to get suspended for one race for having track bar mounts in the wrong place. I'm not going to call out the NASCAR number of penalty because it's too long. Um, and also uh, Brad Keselowski's crew chief, uh, Paul Wolfe is going to be suspended for three races. And they don't they take them 35 driver points and 35 owner points from the two teams, 10 points. Driver and ten points, owner points from the from Kevin Harvick's team for not having uh, the uh, number two car had did not pass measurement post race inspection. So um, two two penalties, and um, they can appeal it. So the crew chiefs can be in this week's race, race in California. But you know, there was one that was upheld on the 47 team from Atlanta, and they lost their crew chief for about a couple of races. So. It's, um, you know, NASCAR's starting to crack down a little bit on these guys because it's taking too long to go through inspection pre-race and then making adjustments during the race to the point to where they're not, you know, making – they're not being able to pass inspection after the race, and that's the reason why these guys are getting hammered. So, you know, 10 points, 35 points, that's a lot of points to lose this early in the season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And, uh, Ray, you got anything, man? Oh, I got Ray on me. What?
2: So I see, nah, not no, not that I can think of.
1: I mean, it's uh Okay.
2: Swatch some draft coverage, that's so, uh, all. All
1: right, well, yeah, ultimately we'll get into a little more draft talk in the next couple of weeks. Um. Might be a few more free agent moves, I'm sure, over the next few weeks leading up to the draft. Uh, We'll probably have a little more. Oh, just real quick, um, anything uh, that you saw over the weekend from March Madness? Was Duke going down, uh, Villanova going down? Anybody really surprised by anything, or is it just March Madness being March Madness? I kind of, I actually, when I was filling out my brackets, I actually put Duke going
0: out in the first round by accident, but I kind of had a feeling they would, I didn't think they would go out in the first, I just made a missed mistake there, but I didn't think they would make it as you know, far as they have in the past, because they've been a little bit inconsistent this year, so it wasn't a surprise to see them fall off, um, and it wasn't a surprise really for Villanova falling off too, you know, so um, I mean, I know yeah. these are great powerhouse basketball teams, but. You know, there's a lot of competition. These teams are keeping it close this year. Marsh Madness has been extremely fun uh, to watch, especially for me, because, I mean, I was going to be watching the fight last week and, forget, and actually forgot about it and was watching basketball and tried to get the fight on and couldn't get it. But I enjoyed the uh, the, the games that I saw last weekend, and uh, it's know, Marsh Madness being Marsh Madness.
1: have not really been any buzzer, buzzer beaters, but it's been some good games. I'm happy with how my Wolverines are playing. They make it to the Sweet 16. I didn't think they'd get past Louisville, but they got by. Um, Duke was in my Final Four, but I still have Kansas, Carolina, and Arizona. So, hopefully they can hold Pat. But, uh, Ray, what about you, man? Anything you saw? Who do you follow in in college, Ray? I don't watch college basketball. I
2: used to. It used to be a time I wouldn't miss a game. Yeah. But – you know, I, I watched Carolina's Duke. You know, I used to couldn't stand Duke when I was a kid, but I grew to have respect for Duke because they were always yeah. uh, a well coached program. But, you know, I just like to watch such a star guy as Malik Monk, and just, you know, so I can have a good idea of some of these guys that they talking about when they come out in the draft, who I think should be. Yeah picks and stuff like that. As a guy, get on your team, at least you heard of him before or whatever, or seen him play once or twice. But, you know, I don't catch it like I used to, but this draft, I mean, this um, March Madness is real madness, you know, it's upsets. It's happening just like it does every year. And it seems like Duke is always caught in there somewhere. Yeah, all the last man. Years or so. but they've been on upset cities. But you know, hey, that's that's the way it goes. So, you know, I don't know who's gonna win it all, but we, that's what we stay stay tuned for. See how
1: this how this March Madness is going in. No doubt, and like for Duke, I mean, when you always. When you're a good team, you always got that target on your back. So, them folks going to be coming at you. That's just how it goes. Everybody wants to knock off Duke. So, Coach K and his guys are at home. We'll see what happens with the draft. He ain't able to keep them like he used to. So, it's going to be some turnover. We'll see what happens. But all right. Appreciate you hanging out with me again this week, fellas. We'll do it again next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, Go to TalkToQ.com To get more information On the show and upcoming shows And you can sign up For my email newsletter there as well And keep up with everything that's going on All things T2Q Everyone have a Great rest of the week Peace out Hey what up Q What up Radio World
2: We got something to
0: prove tonight,
2: and we start the whole show
0: thing off. Help if they move, we're not out of here. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals, brother. But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win.
2: Do you have any questions? i got a
1: question. you got any excuses tonight, Roy? Playoffs? What talking about? Playoffs? you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Be
2: a dog.
0: We don't need no cows. We don't need no cows. We need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice.
2: Five letters here just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay.